0: I want to continue in this from the word from last Sunday. We were, you know, it was no accident that we were teaching on all things being made new. Uh, that was our intention. Preston, what a mighty word he shared last Sunday. Uh, if you missed that, please, you can check that online. Uh, you can check it on our Facebook site. The best place to go for those things probably is comegetfree.org. Uh, if you go there, you can click on Sunday streams, which uh, our link that is there so that you can check out any of the sermons that we've done for some time. I want us to continue with all things new. This is the season of Lent. There are things that you should be doing right now. Um, one of them is praying. Anybody praying? Does anybody pray? It's amazing that I hear people on occasion. I'll talk to them about prayer and they're just saying, well, you know, we just don't do it in our house. And and uh, I know for some it is almost it's like a stronghold in your life. Uh, it, and, and out of it, when I tell you you should pray, I'm telling you you need to pray. All right. How many like to get all the sin out of your life? Does anybody like to get all your sin out of your life? OK, so Jesus does that through his blood. And we know that stealing is sin. Right. How many believe that? Anybody believe that you should not lie? How many also know that prayerlessness is also a sin? Does anybody know that prayerlessness is that you know, what prayerlessness yeah, prayerlessness is. So, but but you should not pray simply because it's a sin not to pray. You should pray because you love God and you want to talk to Him. Uh, also, because it's about your heart that's being transformed. How many have clean hands today? Anybody have clean hands? How many have washed their hands in the last week more than you did in the last month? Is there anybody like that? Okay, so I have. Uh, if you did not notice, we have uh, hand sanitizers at every entrance. When our prayer workers come up here, we have hand sanitizer. It's called Germ-X right here. Don't you come and steal it, though, don't you? Because Jesus is watching you. Uh, And uh, we buy more toilet paper, but it's all gone. But clean hands. Somebody shout clean clean hands. But we're also supposed to have pure hearts. So the principle of that is if you just clean your hands, but you don't do anything about your heart, then you're toxic on the inside. Anybody receive that? Somebody turned something on again. So. Jesus. Uh, I, I want you to receive the word today about being new. I want to launch again off of the scripture in 2 Corinthians 5 and 17. If anyone is in Christ, say with me. If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. Today, I want to continue in that thought. And I want to talk about restoring your hope. I want your hope to be restored. Somebody shout, restoring your hope. Uh, Let me let me say it this way, uh, because uh, I, I know that there are difficult seasons, I love spring how many loves allergies anybody love allergies okay has anybody ever struggled with allergies before Amen. if you're in Virginia Beach we have a special anointing of allergy that's not to know it's it's just like if you never had allergy come to Virginia Beach during the springtime you will ex- you might experience some that's that's what happened to me in 1986 when I moved here I didn't even know what allergies were until I moved here uh, but uh, I love springtime I love the flowers on the trees anybody like that I love I mean the streets are so much more beautiful it's new and I, I when I when I say that uh, that I love spring the, the strange thing is is that uh, sometimes there are certain seasons that I struggle with now I know that there is a lot of discussion about quarantine. I've never heard the term until recently, something called social distancing. Uh, That's a a new one for me. Hadn't hadn't heard that, hadn't used that term before. And uh, I I wanna tell you something about me if you did not know this. uh, My wife is okay with being at the house for extended times. I am not a homebody, okay? I am not that guy, all right? You put me in the house and close the doors for too long, I will find me a window. All right, that's just the way I am. I'm not a binge TV watcher. I almost go home and binge TV. I just don't get that. I don't understand just binge watching. I if I watch a movie in a week, that's that's pretty intense for me. You know, watch the whole movie. I'm. I'm not, a, I'm not a fan. You're thinking I'm weird right now. I'm just, I'm not that guy. I'm ready to get up and go. I want to go do something. I, I, maybe it's part of my calling. I like to be around, I like to be around people. Isn't that weird? I, I like people. I love you. You say, Pastor's ready to go home. Diana knows she's ready to take me home. But at the same time, I'm, I'm not necessarily that way. So uh, I'm, perhaps it's my un- upbringing and my generation, is there anybody here that's ever been sick before? Anybody? Okay. All right. Give me the sick face. Okay. How many have ever gotten better before? Give me the face of when you got better. Let me see what that looks like. All right. Sometimes all we remember is the sick and we don't remember the Well. Man, I was so sick. But then I got better. Then I started breathing better. Anybody remember that? I I mean, I've been sick before. I had the measles. Anybody else had the measles? I'm that old. I mean, used to. All my buddies, everybody used to get the measles. And look at me. I got better. I don't have measles on me anymore. I mean, I I remember those things. Not at the same time, uh, when I'm telling you these stories, I... I tell you, one of the some of the difficulty of being in a home is I just I can only watch the news for so long. You've heard me say this before. I can only watch so much of it. And uh, I tell you, if we read the Bible and prayed as much as we watch the news, we would be a spiritual crowd of people. We would. And it's fine. I'm not saying don't watch the news. I'm not saying there's not some good things that's on the news. What I'm telling you is, is that if you get a steady diet of it. You have to understand that it's just like television or anything else. It it is designed to draw you in to it. So you need to watch. In fact, one of the things I would suggest to you to get you out of your anxiety is to kind of pick a source that you're going to listen to and don't watch it for 10 hours a day. Get some information and then go get... Am I preaching all right? All right, get some more. Because for me the news takes way too much discernment. I mean, I, if you're going to watch the news, also pray about it so you'll know what the truth is. See, the virus discussion really doesn't steal your hope. The virus discussion reveals your hope. Bad times really... How many... Or, or, do I know, you know I'm telling the truth, right? Difficult times have a way of revealing what's really going on inside of me. What the truth is about my life. I mean, in a a relationship, you're in a marriage and you go through some difficulty, it should draw you together. It should cause you to hold on to one another. But we had some bad times and that's it. Listen, when you stood before me and I did your wedding, you told me. That you would stand with each other in good times and in bad times. And you would never leave each other. But that, that will show what's really happening in your life. I mean, in reality, there's sickness in the world. And I have in my life buried a lot of people. I don't want the vulnerable to be attacked. Can I get an amen? I don't want that. And if not shaking hands for a while somehow protects my daddy from getting sick, I'm not going to touch your hand, okay? Okay. But at the same time that I say that while I'm bumping elbows and toes and doing a hustle with everybody, 70s folks, okay. I have to put a bold face on, but in reality, overall, the human race is not doing that well. Anybody paying attention to what's going on? I know there are certain things that get the headlines, but you know what the leading cause of disability in the world is? Depression, the leading cause for disability is depression and suicide rates are skyrocketing. I uh, every 40 seconds, somebody takes their own life and 20 more during that same time attempt to take their own life. And in the United States, 123 people today will kill themselves. 22 of those individuals will be veterans. So I said, the human race is struggling. I I struggle also with other things that are going on that seem to be epidemic. It it interests me and causes me to to weep and pray when I hear that a nine-year-old child who used to be too young to have a conversation about sexuality is now given hormone blockers and surgery because they're unsure about their sexuality. Now, wait a minute. Just so you understand, I'm not sure that I want a child of that particular age to have that serious of a discussion about sexuality. I mean, I'm already wanting to make sure that they dress right and eat their vegetables. And they don't, you know, that they do their homework and their chores. And I, I want to be able to check that attitude. You know what I'm saying? But... Don't suggest for a moment that they could be wrong about a topic that is blatantly tossed around our world like it's cotton candy. What I'm saying is that our human race is struggling right now. Like it's never struggled in my life before. I see confusion. I say things that are clearly in the word of God. Spoken of as brokenness, as sin. And even the church is kind of joining hands and saying, Don't you say anything about that or people might hurt themselves. People are already hurting themselves because they don't have the truth and they don't have relationship. Am I okay to preach the truth on this Sunday morning? Listen, when I when I speak, when I speak so strongly, I need to pause for a moment, because as I tell you these things, you might become hopeless. Because our world seems to be struggling with the crisis of hopelessness. And they're getting the wrong answers from the wrong people. And by hope, I'm not talking about wishful thinking or just being positive. Let me give you a definition of hope. Hope. The confident anticipation that goodness is coming. Amen. Hope. Somebody shout hope. hope. Say I'm confident. I'm confident. The confident anticipation anticipation that goodness is coming. I'm not saying you should be wishing on a star. But but hope, when I speak hope, I'm speaking of bold confidence, not fragileness, not being delicate. Hope is a rock solid expectation that we should build our lives upon. It's it's not statements like, well, you can always hope, or I hope so, or don't you get your hopes up. Don't get your hopes up. They'll just all fall apart. I'm talking about confidence that because of Jesus, every one of us can have, no matter what we are facing, our hope is not built upon headlines. Our hope is built upon the crucified, resurrected Jesus Christ. Triumphant hope, hope that will break through into our human existence, a hope that is far above former hopes unbreakable, unquenchable. During this holy season, as we chase down the message of the resurrection, we must do more than know that Jesus died for us and rose again. Because sometimes we say, yes, I believe that Jesus died and I believe He rose again. But sometimes it's almost a religious game to people. Listen to me. We play games of hope. We tell people, yes, life is bad and hard and you will lose everything. But one day, we all get to go to heaven. And I think that's good, but sometimes Sometimes even that kind of discussion is, is is filled with agony and trauma, and the best I can give you is escapism. Well, one day you're going to get out of it. Just grit your teeth and get with it. I want to tell you the rest of the story. I want to just tell you a couple of things in these last few moments of service today that you need to hold on to that will give you hope. Number one, God is God is God is, God is faithful. It's in the New Testament. It's in the Old Testament. But the Lord is faithful and he will strengthen and protect you from the evil one. You need to read that. But the Lord is faithful and he will strengthen and protect you from the evil one. Anybody ever felt weak? Anybody ever felt weak? Somebody say, the Lord will strengthen me. Say it, the Lord will strengthen me and He will protect me. How many have had the enemy, the evil one, direct your life before? Anybody had that happen? Where it was like He was telling you, He was directing your life, He was speaking into your mind. Can I do something for you right now? I rebuke the power of the devil on your life. I rebuke demonic powers that are leading you astray. I come against them in the name of Jesus Christ and I release ministering spirits from God Almighty that would rest with you, defeat the enemy and the power of the Holy Spirit that would recapture your attention be strengthened in your inner man. Lamentations reads this way, because of the Lord's great love we are not consumed. For his compassion's when do his compassions fail? They never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Anybody want to sing the song? Great is your faithfulness. Great is your faithfulness? Somebody shout, Great is your faithfulness. Oh God, my Father, there is no shadow of turning in the Bev and West where it Katherine uh, Johnson's funeral over at uh, Hampton uh, Coliseum, where uh, Catherine Johnson was laid to rest just a couple of weeks ago, and, and what a great crowd! I was so glad Bev and Wes were there. Uh, our own folks were there because you know that's 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 uh, Bev's uh, aunt, uh, Catherine is. I mean, she's been here before. What a gift! If you don't know Katherine Johnson, she was uh, she was uh, uh, spoken of and, and 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 shown on the movie uh, Hidden Figures. She was that one they called the computer who got us to take that first shot into outer space. But, you know, that was so long ago, you know, those days when John Glenn took his first space shot. Uh, But she lived to be 96 years old, much like the guy who wrote the song Great is Thy Faithfulness, Thomas Chisholm. Uh, he gave his life to the Lord Jesus when he was about 16. And he struggled with some sickness and struggled with some disability in his life. In his younger years, he pastored a church, and people didn't think he would live, but he wrote that song, Great Is Thy Faithfulness. He didn't die until he was 94 years old. I mean, he, he lived. God added to his years, and to this day, we're all still singing that song, morning by morning, new mercies. I see. I don't know what's gonna happen. But I know that God is faithful. He says it in His Word. Come on, Psalm chapter 91. He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. He is my God in whom I will trust. Surely He will save you from the fouler snare and from the deadly pestilence. He will save me from the the deadly pestilence. Somebody praise God for His faithfulness. I like it in the Living Bible. We live within the shadow of the Almighty sheltered by the God who is above all gods. This I declare that He alone is my refuge, my place of safety. He is my God and I am trusting Him. He rescues you from every trap and protects you from the fatal plague. He will shield you with His wings. They will shelter you. It goes on. His faithful promises are your armor. Now you don't need to be afraid of the dark anymore, nor fear of the dangers of the day, nor dread the plagues of darkness, nor disasters in the morning. Why? He is my sh- shelter. I know you heard a lot of words and they're important to hear, but you also need to try everything according to God's Word. So whatever you hear on the headlines, whatever is in your, your, your social media feed, test it with the Word of God. Here's some of the words of Jesus. Matthew 19, 28. I tell you the truth, there will be a renewal of all things. Somebody say a renewal of all things. So Revelation 21, Jesus actually says from heaven, he says, I am making everything new. Say it, I am making everything new. And you know this, God said in Isaiah forty three nineteen. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. When I read these scriptures... There are those of you that feel like everything is going on perfectly in your life. But when I read these scriptures, it's not just for everybody that feels like everything's going good. Like a woman who's just walked down the aisle and got married feels a lot differently than a woman who just got served divorce papers. A man who just won a marathon feels a lot differently than a man who just got diagnosed with cancer and has to go for chemotherapy tomorrow. Someone who has just completed college feels differently than someone who has just started procedures for surgery. How many know life is difficult sometimes? So that being said, with the scripture I've already given you, let me tell you this. We need hope. No, we need real hope. In fact... Let me tell you this hope is not just a good thing hope is our anchor you need to say it hope is our anchor That's not just a metaphor. That's what the Word of God says in Hebrews chapter 6 We have this hope as an anchor for the soul firm and secure say it We have this hope as an anchor for our soul for our mind for our will for our emotions for our thoughts for our feelings why am I just not going crazy right now? Because I have a hope that's greater than anything else in this world. I love the way this reads in the message version. We, have, we who have run for our very lives to God have every reason to grab the promised hope with both hands and never let it go. It's an unbreakable spiritual lifeline reaching past all appearances right to the very presence of God. You understand that? Come on, listen. Uh, come on, uh, coronavirus crowd. Listen, how you feel about your future has enormous consequences on the state of your heart. Right. Amen. I have hope everything is going to be renewed. Come on, everything will be made. You, you're not getting this. Everything will be made. Why? Everything will be made new. If you know that God is going to bring a spectacular, wonderful, overwhelming goodness to your life, not just in a vague heaven, but in restoration, ultimately that will take place right here on this planet. The hope will see us all through. Then you would have hope that anchors your soul. God wants to renew your hope. If you're going to overcome, you're going to need hope. Like the scripture that we opened up in 2 Corinthians 5:17. If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. How many have ever received Christ? Okay. Okay, some people have received Christ, but they're getting kind of old. Are we supposed to remain new? Does that make sense? I was, I did not become a new creation I remain new. I know you say, "Look, Pastor." I look on the outside of you, and you look like you're getting old. I know, but on the inside of me, I'm still brand spanking new. I am. Anybody receive that? I am new in Christ. We need hope. I'll, I'll tell you this: I, I'm not a fan of winter. I like being outside. Anybody else like me? I like going outside. I, it's cold out there. I still like going outside. It's windy. I still like going outside. I, I sometimes struggle a bit with autumn, but sometimes sometimes winters are more difficult than others. But on occasion, I've had some, thank God it's winter. Because I was so tired of the past year, I just wanted to get it over with. Amen. 2015 was that year for us. You know, we lost so many. You know, Pop, Mom, Vala both passed away. Cindy Vala, Cindy Martin passed away. Valerie passed away. Theena passed away. So many. Terrence Harrison died in 2015. By the time I finished uh, November of 2015, I was like, okay, Jesus, let's get through December because I'm looking for 2016. And I got up and got into 2016 and I threw something out in my back and I herniated a disc and I was stuck on a chair and just, you know, taking enough uh, anti-inflammatory so I could stand up and preach and worship the Lord Jesus. Anybody knew that? I don't know if you knew that in 16, but I I went through those things. Stuff happens. Sometimes life can be more difficult than others. You know, the year 2000 was a tough year for me. You know, I... I, and for us, I don't know if you remember, you know. Well, it's the year 2000. Praise God, you know. But it wasn't long after the year 2000 started that I buried an eight-year-old boy from our church, a little Calvin. I had, some of you haven't been around long enough to know that, but you know, Lisa and Bobby Sturgis' little boy passed away in a tragedy. And I thought, Lord Jesus, you know, just walk me through it, help. But but here's what I find out: I keep finding out that God does new things. You, how many have ever gotten stuck in something that's happened in your life? Anybody been there where something happened and it wounded you so deeply that you can't get past that particular moment? Can I tell you about some other things? You know, in 2007, in fact, it was March the 10th of 2007 my grandson was born that's right I, I became a grandson a granddad in 2007 that's where I was last week I was celebrating that but I was also celebrating the birthday of my daughter because in you know a different year on March 6 she was born so we took a couple of days and just celebrated and and then you know went through some other things but also had something else happen in my life it was uh, uh, in 2017. Teen, my granddaughter Avelyn was born. All right? Uh, and so I, I'm, I'm saying those things because life has highs and life has lows. And, and you remember, you know, we got into 2020 and as a church, one of the first things that slapped us in the face was Karen Carr's passing. And I know you said, well, that seemed a while ago. No, it was just a few weeks ago that we buried our sister Karen, but we rejoiced because she knew the Lord Jesus. And that was... A difficulty, and I, you know what are we going to do? But then Lamont and Gloria had a brand new baby, and then uh, and then Jenner and Lemuel just had a brand. I'm, what I'm saying is, yes, we have those difficult moments, but if you'll pay attention, right around the corner, God will show up and do great things in your life. I understand that life can be brutal. Sometimes there's just enough celebration to get us going. And and then you have this crushing blow. I think people are looking for good news just to come in the form of a headline. But remember that 1 Corinthians 13 verse, three things last forever. Faith, hope, and love. Faith, hope, and love. And these are immortal powers. They're not just virtues. How many believe hope is critical? I mean, sometimes faith is based upon what has happened in my past. You know, I've been young and I've been old and I've never seen the righteous forsaken or his seed begging bread. And so, so sometimes faith and love. How I many you know you got to love in a moment? Anybody know that? I've got to love right now, right now. I don't know what's happening tomorrow, but I'm going to make a decision to love then just like now. But hope, hope is like the wind in my sails. It's like, I don't know what's going on. Lord, what's going on? I'm out here in this storm in the middle of the ocean. I'm going to wake Jesus up because I'm afraid of what's going on. And Jesus stands up and says, "Oh, ye of little faith. And then he speaks to the water and he speaks to the wind. And and he tells them to be safe. Still, listen, how many believe Jesus is still in the boat? Anybody believe that? You should have hope. Let me tell you, COVID-19 did not unseat the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. I love hope. Anybody love hope? I love hope. It's essential if you're going to overcome. It gets you through the crashes of life. Hope is what gets you out of po- poverty. In fact, Here's, here's the truth. Hope literally heals your brain. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hope literally heals you mentally, physically. It changes the structure of your mind. My hope is in Jesus. Anybody with me? My hope is in the Lord. I, I believe the closest you get to hell on this earth is when you lose all hope. Life is just like hell right now. What you're telling me is you've lost all hope. Is that what you're telling me? No. When you lose hope, then you'll know. Faith and love are powerful, but hope is unique. It looks ahead no matter what. It anticipates good that is on the way and holds on to that which we do not yet hear and that which we do not have and that which we do not see. So how do you get hope? How many have received Jesus as your Lord and Savior? Amen. Do you remember what Jesus told us to preach? The gospel of the kingdom. The gospel of the kingdom. So I want you to understand that the gospel of Jesus is hope. The gospel is the message of hope. Amen. Here's part of the gospel where Jesus said in Matthew 19, 28. Truly, I tell you, read these words with me. At the renewal of all things, say it, at the renewal of all things, when the Son of Man sits on his glorious throne, he goes on, he says, Everyone who has left houses or brothers or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or fields for my sake will receive a hundred times as much and will inherit eternal life. Anybody got some loved ones that you're apart from right now? Yes. Anybody? Did you notice that I am back in Virginia Beach? I love you guys. But I spent about a week in Los Angeles being with my children. Anybody got some children? You can say, wow, it is so good to be with my kids when they're away. Finally, you get that reunion and then they leave and you look at them like. You know what I do, though? I live in the city of Virginia Beach. I'm a pastor in the city of Virginia Beach. And there will be a time, hallelujah, when there will be no more separation and no more sorrows and no goodbyes. That's the promise of the Lord Jesus. Jesus died on the cross to give us salvation. And in that salvation, he gives us hope. So when you look at his teaching, you realize that every action, every teaching of his life, it was directed at revealing supernatural hope. Somebody shout renewal. Shout it. Renewal. Renewal is a Greek word. It is palingenesia. It is a compound word. And the word word palen is the word again. Beginning again is what it means. And you know what the second part of that is, don't you? It's genesis. Again, or even better, what he's saying is, you get genesis again. Another way to say that would be, Your Eden is going to be restored. How many would love to have Eden again? Anybody would love to have Eden again? Well, guess what? One day, every river, every valley, every tree, every flower. He is literally talking about the earth that we live upon. He begins by saying that, that the kingdom of God is going to come. And this earth is going to be revitalized. I know you're concerned about the planet. One day, Jesus is going to restore it all. In fact, the word of God says heaven and earth is groaning. Creation is groaning. Yes, 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 yes. I did a wedding yesterday. Jeff Meeks, and his uh, fiance Savannah, we were down at the ocean front. We're over there by the, the the waterfowl museum there, where we did the wedding. And we're standing outside, and a ladybug lit on her. And he looked up at me and he said, "Is that good luck?" <laughs> and I said, "Jeff, no." Now, good luck. But it's evidence. Perhaps there's so much of Jesus in your bride that creation just wants to get close to her. I don't know. You can work with that if you want. What I'm saying is, when creation looks at what God is doing in your life. It groans because all of creation wants renewal. It doesn't want to die. It doesn't want to shrink back. And one day, every river, come on, every valley, God is really talking about the kingdom of God in Matthew 9 and Luke 12 and Matthew 24. He just keeps talking about the kingdom of God. The kingdom is coming. And that's what John the Baptist preached. Repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. The kingdom of God is coming. The kingdom, the kingdom. We're a part of the kingdom of God. I know you may not See it in me perhaps but I am a part of the kingdom of God and I know that one day I'll lay down this earthly body but I get a brand new body and yes I will ascend and be with the Lord but then we will all descend and we will be together and there will be a new heaven and a new earth the old one will be destroyed but it will be brand new and we will rule and reign with the Lord Jesus people struggle with the teachings in the New Testament. How many have heard teachings in the New Testament where Jesus healed the sick, healed the blind, the lame? He made those. He actually caused the dead to rise again. Anybody remember those stories? I said, well, I want to see that again. You're going to. Now, on occasion, we still see some supernatural miracles and some people say, I just want miracles. No, no, that's not what it's about. Miracles are not just so you'll feel better. Miracles are evidence of the kingdom of God. It is an illustration of what God is ultimately going to do. You see somebody who loves Jesus and they're in a wheelchair. One day they won't be in a wheelchair anymore. You see somebody that's aged and vulnerable. One day they won't be aged and vulnerable. You say, but wait, there is sickness in this world, there are viruses. Yes. That's because of the curse of sin. But one day the curse will be utterly destroyed. And there will be no sin. And there will be no more death. There will be no more sorrow. There will be no more pain. Somebody shout hope with me. Somebody shout hope. Say there's a lot of pain I know. But one day there will be no more pain. I'm being renewed. Somebody shout renewal. Renewal. Renewal! renewal. I, I love all of these teachings. Because this one that I shared with you in Matthew 24 and what I read in Matthew 19, this this teaching is Jesus is giving it just before the Roman soldiers come and take him away to crucify him. So he talks about renewal. There's gonna be a renewal of all things. You need to know that. Why? Because you're about to see me beaten. You're about to see me destroyed. You're about to see them put nails in my hands and my feet. You're about to see them beat me until my body will be swollen and bloodied beyond all recognition. You're about to see me tortured. But I want to tell you something. One day everything's going to be renewed. I don't understand how that's going to happen. Well, wait three days. Because after three days, he gave us the perfect illustration when Jesus walked out of the tomb. Somebody praise God. He walked out and then he was glorified by heaven and he appeared to his disciples. He actually cooked for them, cooked them a meal and he blessed them. And then he he breathed on them and gave them the Holy Spirit. And and he gave them massive promises about what the future held. I love, you know, I love good moments. Anybody love good moments? Yes. If I ask you to think of your happiest moment, do you have any? I got some incredible happy moments. One of the happiest moments of my life was that girl kissed me standing at the altar and said she'd be my wife. I tell you, I ain't have anything. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. That baptism today. Yes. Praise God for the baptisms this morning. The baptisms. I was rejoicing, giving thanks to God. I know some of you were worried about whether I'd get Elsie back up out of the water, but I didn't even think about that. I figured I'd dive in, push him up. I've done it before. You know? But I, I mean, Elsie will tell you a story. You might know Elsie's story. I mean, what God has brought him through. He's alive, he's well, he's making a difference in the kingdom of God. I can't tell you all my stories. Too personal and private, but I tell you, there were miracles that I saw today—spectacular miracles. But sometimes it's, you know, I—I I had this moment at a wedding yesterday. The little flower girl was coming up; she had this really sad look on her face. She was really just walking up, throwing flowers around. <laughs> and somebody said, "Smile, honey," and she went. I can't, I just brightened my day up right there at the moment. It was just that smile. Anybody had that? That's a smile of a child, the embrace of someone, the blessing of someone. It's it's just, you have these moments. It's a hug. It's a a vacation day or or a recovery. We're in struggle. So what do you do with your struggles right now? What do you do? Okay, here's what. Here's what. This happened. This really happened with Diane and I. This happened. It's real. She got up one morning. We were living in Ohio, Fairborn, Ohio, working at a church. One morning she got up and she said, honey, this hurts. My stomach hurts really bad. Okay, baby. Okay. And finally discernment came over me. And I realized that Felicia was about to be born. Oh. Well, let's get in the car. (laughs) Let's go to the hospital. In our 1974 (laughs) Pinto. With like no compression in the engine. There are hills in Ohio. So it was like, as fast as we could go. In our drive. But I never thought, this is a terrible car. It was my car. My wife, whose water broke in the front seat of my 74 Pinto. <laughs> and birth pains were real, but the pain was in anticipation of a baby being born. Yes. And he says, look at Romans 18. He says, Look at the way this reads in Romans 8:18. 8, in the message. That's why I don't think there's any comparison between the present hard times and the coming good times. Amen. There was somebody say no comparison. You can't compare it. What I'm going through today, the stuff that I'm dealing with, it isn't even compared to what I'm about to receive. There is something greater. Every great memory you've had in your life, there is nothing compared to being trans. Of the spirit of God. uh, Translated completely. New bodies. New lives. No sin. No death. No Satan. So let me call you this. Lose your fixation on the present. And grab hold of the promise of God with both hands. Some of us are fixed on what's going on right now. Man, I could be happy if if I just had a big house. No, you wouldn't. You wouldn't be happy with a bigger house. Quit. Stop it. I'd be happy. I'd be happy if, if I could just get these things. Okay, here's what I found out. No matter how much stuff I have, years ago somebody said this, I ain't never seen a hearse with a U-Haul truck. Amen. You cannot take it with you. You right. can't. If you're not, if you don't have hope and joy in your life, it's not about what you have, and what you don't have in this earth. It's about what you don't have from heaven. Happiness and joy is a supernatural thing. Again, Hebrews six and eighteen, we who have run for our very lives to God have every reason to grab the promised hope with both hands and never let go. It is an unbreakable spiritual lifeline reaching past all appearances right to the very presence of God. People want to know how God is going to make it all right. The answer of all this is not a new ministry initiative. We could just come up with a new ministry initiative. We could fix everything. We've been trying to do this for 2,000 years and there have been wars and rumors of wars, there have been earthquakes and pestilence, you realize that this virus is not the first thing that's happened in our culture, Amen. don't you? You know there have been things called the plague. Remember the song, Ring Around the Rosie? That's a death song. Did you know that? Pocket full of posies, ashes, ashes, we all fall down. Dead! That's what it's about. I can't believe kids sing that. I know, it's weird. It's weird. Plague. But you know that historically, the church has always risen through those moments. If you read church history, what you find out is, yes, there is sickness, and yes, there is death, but the church ha- did not have fear, and so they would take care of those that were suffering, and they would make sure that people had food, and they would keep gathering and lifting up the name of Jesus, and all of the suffering would not stop the church from being from, from holding on with both hands to the hope that Jesus Christ had given them. Yeah. My hope is anchored in him. Friends, don't let anyone or anything cheat you out of this hope. Finish this. Can I finish this? Say amen. You've prayed for an hour, so I've got to preach for a few minutes. So. Would you stand with me? Acronyms. Anybody like acronyms? Okay, here's an acronym for fear false expectations appearing real. Say it false expectations. That's a good acronym. Isn't it? Here's one for faith: forwarding all issues to heaven. Now, uh, one of the things that interests me right now is that, that this COVID nineteen is what it's called. Nineteen. We've been dealing with nineteen for about a year now. At Freedom. Joshua. One and nine. Anybody still got any of these little bracelets? Anybody still got one? Anybody want one? I got a few more right here. There, got some more. Anybody else want one that I can throw to? Better come this way. All oh, right, I did my best. Somebody else, somebody else. I don't know if I can throw it that far. Show what you get. There, there you go. Oh, it went that way. Listen, there's about 50 or 60 out there for you right now, okay? So I got them them in the box out front, all right? I've been wearing these for a long time. I need it. I find that I need to be strong and courageous. Anybody else? So I was thinking of COVID-19, and I'm thinking, what about Joshua chapter 1 and 9? Read it, come on. Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous, do not be afraid, do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Okay, come on, let hope arise right now. Come on, say it. Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous, do not be afraid, do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. You receive that? Anybody receive that? And then... uh, Joy Stevenson, she sent me a, I didn't put it up here, but Joy, she sent me a acronym for COVID, Christ over viruses and infectious diseases. (laughs) That's not bad, is it? How many believe Jesus Christ is still above that? Anybody believe that? And then we'll just take the 19 and we'll say Joshua 1 and 9. Joshua 1 and 9, be strong and courageous. I'm not saying we shouldn't be wise. I said, well, Pastor said we don't wash our, need to wash our hands. Folks, I've washed my hands more in the last few weeks than ever. But I've always washed my hands. You know, we've always had a little, you know, antibacterial spray that we keep in our car and stuff. I touch a lot of people. So I just think it's called wisdom, right? What I'm saying is don't allow the season to steal your peace. Trust the Lord. Even if any of you were sick, we're going to pray. We're going to trust the Lord and keep our hope in God. But let's not pretend that there are not people in the house right now that are not struggling with anxiety and fear. Are people that are watching on the webcast. We want to talk. We want to pray. I understand it's not all that simple. But don't let anyone or anything cheat you out of hope. It is your spiritual lifeline. Is there anybody here that's a part of the kingdom of God? Anybody part of the kingdom of God? I don't know. I mean, we've been preaching hard and singing hard all day. So are you ready? I'm going to close this. I'm looking for individuals that might be in struggles emotionally. They might be struggling with fear. It's okay. You're among family. Okay? Diana, you know, she, she, don't let her tell you all the stories about me. Okay? Because she has some. On occasion, I will feel overwhelmed. Anybody besides me, I will get overwhelmed. And I just need to talk. I need to process the things that are in my heart, the things that are in my head, the responsibility of the church. Making the choice on this particular Sunday to come together and have worship that laid upon me. I'm glad we did. But there are are those of you that are struggling and need prayer. I want some of my prayer workers just to come and stand and be ready to pray for you. And I say, I don't want anybody to touch me. Well, you know, that's what we'll do. But we do have Germex right up here on the... We can cleanse our hands. So, Father, we ask in the name of Jesus that you would open up our hearts. You would help us to grab hold of the hope that you have provided for us. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We worship you. We praise you. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Anybody needs prayer, I want you to feel free to come now. If you're struggling in your home, you're struggling in life, you need to give your heart to Jesus. You need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Whatever it is, feel free to come, and these who are here will pray with you. Father, we break every obstacle that would cause people to feel as if they should not come. We break those obstacles and let them remind them that it is acceptable for them to pray. And Father, I bless this community. I bless them. I pray Holy Spirit rest upon us. May your presence be here. May those who are struggling with hope receive a double portion of hope like they've never had in their lives. I bless them in Jesus' name. Church, I love you. I'm so glad you came to worship. I want you to take a few moments and pray with somebody that's nearby you, somebody that's around you. Take a moment, somebody that's near you might need prayer. You be blessed. I want you to go in the grace, in the presence. And in the power of the Lord. But first, I want you to pray with one another. If you're new to freedom, please meet us back in the.